Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Wolf's Den. Oh! <laughs> like making noises. Um, today, we're going to be discussing a few... Well, answering a few questions which are pretty uh, synonymous to every human being. And they asked this question at least once or twice. Some of them was like, what does it mean to be human? What is death like? Or what is the meaning to life? And I'm going to give my own personal takes on it and then we'll maybe read some scripts from places from around the world, which meaning religion or philosophies or ways of life. And, and yeah, like personally, I didn't really start becoming or awakening and staying awake to the experience of a human being until, oh, I say four years ago. And it's really interesting to think about what this experience we are currently living in really means to us. And it's very peculiar to talk about this matter because everyone has their own take. But eventually it all sums back to one spot, which is like usually like, uh, what is the meaning to all of this? What is my life all about? What is life? And is it meaningful? Is it meaningless? And sometimes, I mean, I feel as though that we get these mental ailments like depression or loneliness or suicide because maybe we're just so comfortable that we have no idea how to actually work for something that fulfills our lives case in point i've been lifting weights weightlifting powerlifting just lifting in general just lifting weights i put things up i put them down for about 27 now so i started when i was 15 so 12 years i've been doing it for 12 years now consistently I go I, I lift at least three times a week four times a week back in when maybe three years ago four years ago I was lifting every day but again rest I wasn't resting causing my body to continue to feel the wear, wear and tear without really resting and repairing my body and recovering causing me to go through some struggles for sure like when I was in college, I was playing football all the way up to my junior year of college, and then I decided to quit because at the end of, the, of my sophomore year, I tore my ACL. And that was a challenge to really 
overcome because I was a heavy guy, not being able to walk, realizing that I really didn't have as many close-knit friends. Well, it's not even about that. It's like, who wants to hang out with somebody who can't do anything? (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people who do that. But me, I was in no shape, but my knees were, my knee was burning. It was in pain all the time. I needed ice. Um, I needed to do rehab. I did rehab. I had to walk around with crutches. It was tiresome, for sure. All that to say that I was alone. I was alone for the majority of the days. And that plays with your mind due to the fact that you think you're alone when you're alone but really your thoughts which I like to call thought beings not thought beings but thought beings because you can never you can never think of a thought thoughts always come to you and if you want to test it out just sit down and try to think of a thought. You literally cannot. Thoughts come to you, to your consciousness, to your being. So it, it so ideas and thoughts are something foreign that invades your aura, your space, into your mind, into your into your filter of perception and reality, and can create your physical reality into whatever it wants to be that's why i mean there's a good quote i don't know who said it i think it's josh joseph campbell this is stay guard at the door of your mind because you are the person who allows these thoughts to come in and out well the thoughts come in and then you cast the ward or cast a couple wards or words out into speech and speech is just a concept that deals with the sounds we make into words causing people to have an idea in their mind of what these words mean therefore you're casting a spell it's very interesting when you really look down at the etymology of the words but you know when you look at yourself in your mirror what do you tell yourself? What now? What do you tell yourself? What are the things that talk to you, and then you think, and you play an illusion on yourself that says, "Oh, I'm thinking of these things. It is me. It's me causing these things. I'm causing my own downfall. I'm causing my own depression, my own happiness, my own um, sadness, and." You, someone would say that, you know, that is correct. I would say that it's correct. That you are responsible for your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And no one else can make you upset, make you freak you out, or manipulate you. Because that would imply that someone has master over you, has mastery over you. That's not true at all. 
matter what happens out in the world, your spirituality, your spirit, has to come first before anything else. Before anything else. Primarily, that might that's one of the reasons what it means to be human is to control your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Have mastery over it. So if somebody in the street calls you an offensive word or somebody calls you some some type of offense, it's never towards you as the as the being who has these thoughts, feelings, and emotions, because only you can make yourself mad. It's it's crazy. Like let's take New York City for example. New York City is a place filled with I believe unhappy people due to the fact that if you're in a subway cart in New York City you can see somebody easily easily get agitated over the smallest things whether it be somebody's cologne or perfume whether it be somebody the way they're dressed how they're sitting down or how even how they look can trigger somebody in New York City's subway carts to respond to their physical reality in a way that's completely ridiculous and incomprehensible. This person usually has a a crisis in some sort of way. That person has lost connection with his or her humanity. And... They run around in this big old concrete jungle. Even though there's millions of people in there, they could feel alone as heck. Isn't it crazy that there's people living in cities where over 5 million people, 3 million, 2 million people, and they're alone? Hmm. But you see old uh, people from small communities, from small towns, and they're pretty they have a good sense of connection with their humanity and their spirituality and their community to commune with other humans in order to unlock their spirituality they're all the same spirit they're all the same human and they're all from the same community What is the meaning of death and how does it connect to our ego? Well, what is the ego? The ego is the personality that we have for ourselves, right? When I say that I'm this person with this name and I have these certain characteristics, characteristics, traits, thoughts, emotions, and feelings. But I challenge you to think of this scenario. 
When you were a child growing up, you were a student, correct? But when you went home, you were a son or daughter. And when you went to work, you were an employee, a counselor, or a leader. You played sports, you were a team member, you were a quarterback, you were a baseball player, a volleyball player. Each of those roles you had had unique characteristics, traits, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. But all those concepts, ideas, and items I just said are, in a sense, not real. They're temporal. And they only exist when you step into that role. I'm more interested in understanding who are you when the doors are closed, when the phone's off, the TV's out of commission for that time. Who are you, that person? Are you those same? Are you that same person who's that football player, or employee, or student? or daughter or son. Then, if you think about it, does your ego or your persona, your personality exist? The word persona comes from the Greco-Roman word of actor or mask. Back in the day, the Greco-Roman theater workers Actors would put on masks of the persona for that play. But we call our, we say we have a personality. It means uh, we're wearing a mask that's completely fake. So we put on, I like to say, we put on our best face, put on your best face, and go out there and rock. I feel as though we are utterly exhausted with all of this pretending all of this make-believe showing that we have for the benefit of others explore the idea once a day of not giving a damn being totally selfish for who you are. Not what your parents think of you. Not what your society thinks of you, your community. Of who the hell you are. Be totally selfish in that. And live a day out in society, in the school, at work, as that. Internally. Externally behave like the others and you will see everyone putting up the face putting up their persona 
it's always it's always funny when we see people who who just do things out of spontaneity and we marvel and are awestruck about how these people live their lives at that moment. I, I, th- I believe that these people know that that the people looking at them believe that this is who they are. This is who are they not? They're, they're, they think that the person who is like dancing in the middle of the park and is loving it and just completely in the moment is obnoxious. And they only think that it's a these people only think that that person's obnoxious is because they are following the cookie cookie cutter mold and the person dancing the dancer who's elegantly twisting her hips left and right arms weaving around the air like a seamstress weaving a nice tunic is phony and just doing it to get attention I can guarantee you that this person the dancer has not a single dose of ego in her at all she's just completely in the moment living life for the moment for the moments to create momentous occasions yet you sit down and part judging criticizing thinking about how much you honestly despise her but in reality in, in a reality you wish to be that person you wish to be this the comedian who's able to make anybody laugh because that comedian doesn't give a fuck about you or what you think of him or her that comedian is just one objective is to make people laugh they don't have the wherewithal to care about what you think of them They don't care that trying that whether somebody not is gonna get offended. Other jokes. If you get offended, then you get offended, because that person it doesn't care about your ego because he or she knows that your ego doesn't exist. Just like my ego doesn't exist. But if you try to get rid of your ego with your ego, then you'll die that mission that mission that's completely impossible to to complete you'll come right back to where you were I implore people to be like the nature of what they want to be if you want to be the nature of a dolphin 
then study the dolphin. Don't mimic the dolphin, just study its nature and act like it. Rather, em em employ that dolphinist type of movement being inside you, or if you want to be the nature of wind, practice being like wind. Don't be the wind. Try to be like wind. Try to be like water. Try to be like fire. Try to be like earth. Sturdy. For earth. Fire. Energetic. Water. Flowing. Wind. Free. If we can do that and replace those with our ego which doesn't exist the world can be a lot better but nowadays everybody's cooped up in their little echo chambers and you know those echoes always bounce back to your head so you always like what you want to hear you always, you're always liking what you're hearing but there isn't any Apparently, there isn't any more room for hearing the things that make you uncomfortable. And because they make you uncomfortable, we have become, as a society, as I say, a bunch of weenies, pushovers, scared little children. Because we can't confront the monster that is ahead of us. There will always be, there will always be monsters. You cannot make this world safe. You can't protect yourself. But that's what your ego tries to do all the time. Your ego tells you, oh, you shouldn't do that. You'll get hurt. But I want to go skydiving. No, but what if the cord doesn't pull? <laughs> your ego stops you from even trying to do stuff. So in order to get rid of your ego, I believe... You have to stop and let yourself be who you were made to be and be in that state of being. And don't try to be something you're not. Because everybody's trying, everybody does that successfully every single day. At the end, I did say I wanted to read a text from one of these books that I have that help me keep myself grounded, but also um, puts things into perspective for myself and hopefully could for you. So this is from the book Teachings of the Buddha, edited by Jack Cornfield. Um, it's the Dhammapada, which states this we are what we think all that we are arises with our thoughts with our thoughts we make the world speak or act with an impure mind 
and trouble will follow you. As the wheel follows the ox that draws the cart. We are what we think. All that we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts we make the world. Speak or act with a pure mind and happiness will follow you as your shadow, unshakable. How can a troubled mind understand the way? Your worst enemy cannot harm you as much as your thoughts unguarded. But once mastered, no one can help you as much, not even your father or your mother. Now this guy, the Buddha, he's been around, or he was around, and currently still is. <laughs> the Buddha energy. For at least 1500 years. His teachings are, or were, and still are applicable very much so more than ever to these days which we face ourselves you know we're about to end 2021 currently is the 1st of November meaning we have these 30 or 31 days let me check yeah these 30 days and then the 31 days in December so that's 61 days left in 2020. I understand with all of the measures from the sanitary outbreak has caused our connection with community to be destroyed. But once we come back to society, to civilization, how will the world look like? How will the thoughts that come to us and people try to install upon us, how will, I, how will it guide your life? Remember, 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 remember that an impure mind cause you nothing but trouble but a pure mind will call will bring you nothing but happiness you know another one another story is the uh, parable of the arrow which I like states a man approached the blessed one and wanted to have all his philosophical questions answered before he would practice in response the Buddha said it is as if a man had been wounded by a poison arrow and when attended to by a physician were to say, I will not allow you to remove this arrow until I have learned the cast, the age, the occupation, the birthplace, and the motivation of the person who wounded me. That man would die before having learned all of this. In exactly the same way, anyone who should say, I will not follow the teaching of the Blessed One until the Blessed One has explained all the multiform truths of the world. That person would die before the Buddha had explained all of this. In connection to being a human, don't 
wait for your ego to give you the reasons to do what you want to do because your ego is not in the business for you it's in it for itself with that said make sure you're giving great energy out in the world do your best and live a fulfilling life this is the wolf den closing its den and we'll come back for another episode shortly have a great one stay blessed stay positive stay strong stay mindful and stay one peace